Hey, everyone. Hopefully you've enjoyed this episode of the Mary Pena Life podcast. Yes. And if you would like to stay connected, be sure to head on over to MarriedPreneurLife.com where you can find more of our podcast episodes, our blogs, our free downloads and trainings and so many other things. So stay connected over there. All right. Y'all have a good one. And remember to keep living powerfully, profitably and purposefully in sync. Yay. Hey everyone, this is O.L. Buckley. And this is Sway. Of MarriedPreneurLife.com. This is where we help high-achieving married entrepreneurs who want to get more clarity, generate more income, and of course, leave a lasting impact. Yes, we are super excited that you all are here with us today on the Marriedpreneur Life Podcast. We are all about pioneering a path for marriedpreneurs that disrupts the cycle of settling to establish a radical family empire. For those of you who are listening in for the first time, welcome, welcome, welcome. And those of you who are returning, what up, fam? What is up is the correct way I should say it. But nonetheless, we're happy that you are here. We are legacy builders and we are on the path to help other legacy builders build lasting legacies with a solid marriage. Yes, touch your neighbor, say solid, solid marriage with the understanding that it is possible to live out your big dreams and big visions together, all while enjoying the journey. So today, on episode number 130, yes, we're going to be talking about why or yeah, why marriage wasn't meant to make you happy. You hear that pause? It's like an awkward silence right there. I know. And let me say this. The reason why there would probably be an awkward silence and why that very statement that marriage wasn't meant to make you happy would literally shake and jar you is because we live in a world that puts such a premium on our mood, that puts such a premium on being happy. And when it seems like the overall objective <laughs> is for us to be happy, then we think that that is the, the ultimate virtue, the ultimate pursuit is individual happiness and nothing could be more further from the truth actually that is a bit backward now some would say well if you're not gonna be happy in marriage like so you're saying you're not supposed to be happy i don't we're not saying that at all no we're not saying that at all i'm not saying that happiness does not have its place it does we're just saying that it's not first place that part and that's the thing that i think Uh, Many times it's difficult to even work together as husband and wife in a business because it's difficult to live together if we're constantly pursuing a fake target of happiness being the main, main goal. Whereas when we have it in perspective, happiness does play a part to that. But if that's all we're pursuing the whole time, the moment that that changes, then it's a downward spiral from there. And that can easily happen at any time. Very easily. Very easily. So I want to talk about then, if marriage wasn't meant to make you happy, then what was it meant to make you do? Marriage ultimately was meant to make you holy. And by that we mean... Does that mean like set apart? Set apart in the sense of Christ-likeness. Not just set apart, because the truth of the matter is, is that you could set anything apart, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's holy. So, like, you could set trash apart. <laughs> right. 
right? So like, there's a section in your kitchen for the trash. But it's it doesn't mean that the trash, trash is holy. It's not holy trash. So you can't say, we can't say setting something apart alone in and of itself automatically equates to something being holy. So when we say it is marriage is meant to make you holy, not necessarily happy, then you have to realize that, yes, it is a type of setting apart. But then the question becomes not just set apart, but the state of what's being set apart. So what is the state of that thing being set apart? So it's really about being Christ-like. And the way that it works is, is that it actually, the way that holiness works, or Christ-likeness works, is that it actually chisels away our selfish desires. It makes us less self-preoccupied and more uh, thoughtful, considerate, and mindful of the other person. Yeah, that's a lot. Marriage does all that. So happiness alone is not the goal, right? But happiness is a part of the journey. Absolutely. But there will definitely be points and peaks of happiness. So my question then for the people who want to ask, and you all on the, in the Facebook group can actually ask because you're here. Those on the podcast are listening. You'll have to ask vicariously through maybe my thoughts or just send us a message on um, IG or Facebook, Mary Penure Life. So where exactly does happiness fit in or does it at all? Um, it gets redefined. Mm-hmm. So our definition of happy, especially in marriage, becomes redefined as we live out the marriage journey. As we live out the marriage process, as we, as we live out the marriage oath, as we live out the marriage commitment, as we live out the marriage covenant, our definition of happy gets redefined. So mm-hmm. as an example, there was a time when I was a bachelor where I defined happy based on my context as a bachelor. So I would imagine us married and I would say to myself, this will make me happy But I was often, depending on what it was, speaking from a bachelor's perspective. So Mm -hmm. I may find happiness as a bachelor in always having my personal time on demand. See, when you live Mm -hmm. as a single person... So much of your life is on demand. Right. So it's desires on demand. D-O-D. It's desires on demand. D-O-D. I'm hungry. Mm. I eat now. I'm <laughs> sleepy. I sleep now. I feel like doing this now. So I do it. Mm. I don't feel like doing that now. So, so I, I don't, don't do, do it. it. <laughs> that gets... And those things legitimately made me happy as a bachelor. But that gets completely... Redefined. Confronted and then redefined once what. Once we're married. So in marriage now, it's not my desires on demand. It is my desires in context of our union. So does that mean that I don't get any quote unquote me time? Yes, I get me time, but it's just not on demand. It has to now be, it now has to fit in the construct of our life together, Mm. not my life Separately, because mm-hmm. I'm no longer my own responsibility. 
we are our responsibility. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So we were talking about this subject before we went live um, just a little bit more than our other episodes because it can go so many different directions. Totally. It can like we can go down a rabbit hole and like never come back. But so we have to make sure that we don't do that. Um, so we wanted to bring this. I think there are three main truths that we wanted to share um, regarding marriage and then which ultimately will and does impact how you all work together, how you build your businesses together, regardless of what stage you're you're on. Like if you're at the very beginning, um, you know, stage of the business, but maybe you've been married for a very long time or maybe um, you have been in business for a long time, but you just got married, you know, or maybe you're new to both. And then you have the different types of marriedpreneurs, right? We have the indiepreneurs, the spousalpreneurs, the couplepreneurs. Those are the different three types of marriedpreneurs. And you have all these different areas and layers to this thing of building together and actually enjoying the journey together. Like that requires some insight. Mm -hmm. And so we uh, just want to share a few things that have helped us over the last... 10 plus years. We've known each other for 20 years, been married for 10. Um, and they have literally helped us on this journey of doing it together, even as a healthy couple, like in our healthy moments, healthy seasons, and then especially in our unhealthy seasons, because mm -hmm. we all have those as well too. And so uh, regardless of where you are, we hope that these truths help you. We call these the marriage matters. We're going to share three of them with you today as you marriage matters concerning yes your marriage but then also concerning like how you build together so another word or phrase we were thinking about is empire insights you know like building the empire mm -hmm. but we really want to focus on the marriage piece because that really should be the it needs to that foundation has to be solid so you all can continue to build on a solid on a solid ground in a solid way Mm -hmm. Okay, so the first one we want to share with you is just the truth of like the rub of marriage. And these are things that people don't really talk about. But we want to talk about the R-O-M, <laughs> rub of marriage, and what exactly that means, what that looks like, and what is it for? We all deal with Yeah, that. so when we think the rub of marriage, it kind of can make our minds think in a downward sense, sort of in a negative sense, like the rub of marriage. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, is that while it may feel or not feel good, it's for our good. So let me explain what it is. It's like when you have two things facing opposite directions or going in opposite directions, and then they come together. So my desire, your desire. My objective, your objective. My will, your will. And then we come together in marriage and we're going and, and they're facing opposite directions. That creates rub or friction as another word. So... When you have friction, you have heat, you have intensity, mm -hmm. there's often scraping because there's nothing that, that's allowing even you know, that buffer. friction to buffer. Yeah. yeah. And so when you have that scraping, on one hand, it doesn't feel good. It makes things very heated. Um, and it's a scraping, almost like a, like a stripping of something away, the more the friction happens. That's actually a positive. Because when you have the rub of marriage and God uses the rub of marriage, two people, often with two different backgrounds, two different perspectives. And what happens is that they're coming together with their different ideologies. And when those things meet financially, meet professionally, meet relationally, meet whatever 
aspect you want to think of it, it creates a rub effect or a friction effect. Mm-hmm. And what that's doing is it's actually chiseling away the superficiality of uh, that we all have. That 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 topical stuff that we all have that mm-hmm. could be selfishness. That could be I could stop there because that's just big enough to describe it all. Yeah. But oftentimes where you find selfishness, you also find pride. So the more that that, that, that selfishness or that pride gets chiseled away by the rub of marriage, mm-hmm. it's actually working for both of your benefits, right? Mm-hmm. So then the marriage becomes more mature because both of you are becoming less and less and less selfish. Yeah, and I would say real quick, an example that we've... Really, I mean, there are seasons that you feel this rub more than, and some seasons you feel it more than others. And I know a season that we felt it the most is when we literally were living like roommates. Like we were, I think, did you, did you just get fired? I think from the it was bank? not long after that. It's not long after that, and we we're trying to get our new rhythm down, trying to make sure, you know, bills are being met, um, bills are being paid, making up for that peace was lost but then thankfully he did have some other great opportunities that started a year before that and then it kind of came into fruition about a good 30 days after being fired Mm -hmm. but i would just say during that time frame of like him being fired unexpectedly really for overperforming and then me i was working i had multiple businesses which i still do i've always had businesses and was working that full time that's when the rub really became the most i guess the loudest for us Mm -hmm. and so um when that rub started becoming more and more heated we literally felt like roommates living together mm-hmm. and we we knew at that moment and the, the beautiful thing about the rub is we had to come to a crossroads like we had to it was like we got to make a decision like what's going on what are we doing what are we building or are we building like this is craziness like we don't even know each other it was just not good and so that really opened the door for us to have hard conversations um and those hard conversations are a beautiful thing because they're a gateway to growth and a gateway to understanding and communicating and uh, just really getting into the 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 grit of of the relationship part of marriage mm-hmm. um versus just like oh it's so beautiful but really get into the grit of that so we can get to the place of you know filling in those cracks in our foundation so we can build um on something that we have a better understanding of each other and still learning ever learning each other but there are some basics that are staple things that we know that are in place concerning our communication concerning how we're building expectations, all that stuff together. So I would say that rub of marriage, it definitely is a beautiful thing. The other thing that we wanted to share with you, another truth is like understanding that marriage is definitely a reflector. And when you think of a reflector, a mirror, you know, it shows your flaws, but it also shows your 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 good side, you know, those good those perspectives where you're like, wait, did you get my did you get my good side? Um and we are we reflect a lot of, of what we want to see or don't want to see in each other. Um, I'll say that part, and I know you may have stuff to say as well, too. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to give an example, or you want to share? Okay, I know you have something to say. Okay, so case in point. There was this one time, <laughs> this is having more on more than one occasion, but I'll say this. Um, this one time, my husband, someone disrespected my husband, and I happened to be in the presence of this happening, which was not okay for them because they were going to hear from me. And what I realized is that um, although, you know, you want to defend those who you you love and there's a, a way to respond. And I realized as my husband, he's been known to be called the secretary of state. I've been known to be called, described as 
Secretary of Defense. <laughs> so I'm ready to like in the heat of the moment respond and go to war, cut your head off because you're insulting or being disrespectful to my husband who I know his intentions are not to be harmful or hurt anybody. And so I had to realize just by his response of being calm and really taking it in and not going off like the way that I really wanted to go off. Like at first, it wasn't a learning lesson for me. At first, I was irritated with him. Like, how come you're not as upset about them disrespecting you as I am about them disrespecting you. Like, I need you to get mad with me. <laughs> like, because I'm about to get them for you, but I need you to be mad too <laughs> that I'm about to get them. You know, I don't want to be the only one upset. And he's always just like, just wait, think about this way and think about this way. You don't know what people are going through. And I'm like, okay, all right. You know, and then I, after time, you know, I realized him reflecting that level of grace um, consistently actually is a reflector to me of what I need to be doing and how I could be using or showing more grace in those areas as well too. So that's just a quick example of how marriage can be a reflector. There's so many ways that marriage is a reflector though. But Another thing that marriage can reflect is how we project. Mm -hmm. So sometimes we can be projecting something on somebody and the marriage will be reflecting that back to us. Mm -hmm. And you realize, wait a minute. I'm treating you in a way that you're not that like like sometimes a marriage can reflect by us projecting and often when we project we project our insecurities mm-hmm. and marriage can reflect to us our insecurities. Mm-hmm. If you've ever had a conversation That's with your big. spouse and then you go back and replay it in your mind by yourself, you're thinking, "Whoa, I have an insecurity in this particular area." And sometimes your spouse you you may not see it and your spouse will be saying Actually, that's an insecurity or that's pride. And they'll mm-hmm. point it out to you like a mirror would point out to you that's one of those true. flaws. We've done that. And we've done that continuously. Mm-hmm. That's a, again, that's a positive thing. None of the, none of the things that we mentioned are negative. The rub of yeah. marriage is not negative. It's a positive because it makes you less and less selfish. Uh, marriage being a reflector is a positive because it points out the things we do well that we yeah. want to continue doing well. And it points out the things that we don't do well that we want to remove right. and improve. And so it doesn't feel good at the time when we are like telling each other the truth about ourselves, about the other person, but being able to receive it makes a big difference. Right. Um, it doesn't feel good because it hits the barrier of pride. Yeah. When pride comes down, then the truth hits our heart and then it does feel good. Yeah. Because then you can fix it. I mean, then you can address it. You're aware yep. of it. So, okay. So that's the second truth. The last and third truth that we want to share with you right now is just how important it is to build your business or build a business, build a Build an empire that supports your marriage and not the other way around. Like making your marriage the center, uh, the, the core, the, the, the nucleus of how you all desire to build and move forward is like so important. So important for the health of the marriage, for the health of your communication, for the health of your lifestyle and how you all are building together. And it can be, I mean, it has to be across the board. And I'm going to just give you a real quick example. So as we are preparing for 2020, hello, December, we are, we are looking at what, what we're expecting. And one of the things that we're expecting is going to be huge for our family um, as we continue to grow. And we have to think about, well, if we desire this outcome, what are we putting in place right now to make room for that desired outcome? Or are we just going to say, well, if it happens or whenever it happens, then we'll have to deal with it. Then like it's like a afterthought. Right. And then that that 
that small yet huge thought, the two different thought or mindsets, I would say, um, make a big difference in how we lead and live our lives together. So we decided as we're moving into 2020, that there are some things that we're just going to cut out towards the you know second half of the year so we can make sure. So this first half of the year is really going to be a bit more heavier in some other areas than it will be on the second part of the year, just because we want to make room. And so the question is, you know, what are you all making room for that you desire versus being in the cycle of just still doing the same thing over and over again? What are you, what are you really making room for? What do you say and and what do your actions say about what you say you you're believing for and what you say you're you're trusting for and you're working towards like what kind of accommodations are you making for your dreams that's the question so hopefully this um episode of the Maripreneur life podcast has been helpful insightful invigorating motivating inspiring even so if that's <laughs> the you. case you can subscribe rate and review and as always we look forward to, I guess, checking you all out on the next episode. Yes, and be sure to come visit us over on Facebook and IG over at Maripreneur Life. Um, we are taping live in our amazing tribe of Maripreneurs over at Marriage Plus Entrepreneurship. Um, be sure to come and visit us over there as well, too. Share your ahas, all that great stuff. Remember to keep living powerfully and purposefully and profitably in sync. Until next time. So the big question is this. How do married entrepreneurs like us who have decades of business building experience, how do we break through common communication, productivity, and profitability barriers all while living powerfully in sync? That's the big question and this podcast is the answer. You see, even if just one of you is called to entrepreneurship, the family is called to entrepreneurship. No, the goal is not the almighty dollar. We're aiming for the almighty impact. What's up? This is O.L. and Sway Buckley. Welcome to the Married Pernod Life Podcast. Marriage Marketplace Ministry. Let's go.